if you're visiting, just to set the scene, that uh, over these last, uh, for a while now, we've been working through our statement of faith uh, as a church, and we're now actually into the last section, which focuses on the church, and we've just been spending uh, a while, actually, looking at what God says about the church. And, uh, and we've got a bit more to do on that, but actually at this stage, what we really want to do is to focus on what this means for us, what this means for me. In fact, we'll, we'll call it, what does it look like being devoted to the church? And God says amazing things. We've seen uh, the, body, the church as the body of Christ. We've seen it as the dwelling place of God. We've seen it as his treasured possession. We've seen it as his community. And last week, we were looking at the church as being a serving community of people who serve together. And the amazing thing is that when we're born again, when we become a Christian, we become part of the church. It goes with a package. It says this, that when we believe in Christ, then he gives us the right to become children of God, and that means we're part of the family of God. It's our privilege of being a Christian. And if you're not a Christian this morning, I'd say this is what this message is all about. You can know Jesus and you can be part of his family. Okay? So it's important we see that we're part of his global, eternal, worldwide, all age, all nation, all tribes and people, eternal church. Is that good or not? Amen. Amen. Uh, we've got lifelong membership. Done. Sorted. Now that could be the end of the talk. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. I know you're much politer on Zoom, by the way. Thank you. Okay. Someone just said amen to that. Okay. But it's not. And the reality is that what's true of us globally or, or universally, God in his wisdom calls us to work it out locally. Can I hear the amen to that? Amen. I hear a mumbling. <laughs> an, an indistinct mumbling that is totally non-committal. But actually, God calls us to work out church locally. And that's really where we just want to land this very clearly this morning. Church isn't just an idea. It's a commitment. It's a devotion. It's got flesh and blood to it. It's got people's names to it. It's knowing where we're rooted. It's interesting, when you read through Ephesians, which we've touched on a number of times in series, it's there you get these remarkable descriptions of the church the household of God, the temple of God, the, the body of Christ, God's manifold wisdom. It's remarkable. And then you go through all these early chapters of Ephesians, and you come to Ephesians chapter 4, and it says this. Now, 
live out a life worthy of this calling. So all these big things, as it were, get then applied into our lives. And we read this in Ephesians 1. Be completely humble and gentle, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. And that goes on, so we're on to the... Yeah, okay. Sorry, I'm confusing. You are spot on, okay? You're spot on. I'm wrong. You're right. <laughs> You've got my notes. Do you want to come up here and preach? <laughs> uh, okay. If you're visiting, you've now got the measure of the church. <laughs> but it's fascinating. We read those phrases, don't we? Complete humility. Bearing with one another. Patience. <laughs> someone actually nudged someone then. Striving to maintain unity. It's a challenge, isn't it? It's called local church. And really I want to unpack just some of these responsibilities that are ours as part of local church. And I'm going to give an opportunity at the end for response, just to be upfront about it. Say more about that as we get to it. But just two just warning flags to wave. The first one is this. Local church swims against the tide of culture. Local church swims against the tide of culture. You see, today's culture is all about independence, doing your own thing. It's all about individualism, those two things very closely to, to each other. It's about consumerism. If it feels good, if it does me good, it puts the consumer as central. It's also about convenience. And it's also about personal rights. That's culture. Local church swims against that tide. That's why it's hard. But there's a bigger force at work. And that's the current of God's promises and purposes. And throughout every generation and throughout every culture, Jesus has said these words, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. The other warning flag is this. There's something in every single one of us that is resistant. And it's called the flesh. The flesh is that bit of us that just wants to drift, just wants to go its own way, gets tempted. 
always wants to take the easy option. And it is a challenge. Being part of a local church addresses the flesh, that bit of us. So having waved those two warning flags, let's look at what it looks like to be devoted to local church. Because it is easy to drift, and we've lived through times and circumstances. Even the pandemic, it can... I know in my heart, you know, that there were some things it was easy to just let drift. I mean, I think we live through challenging times in many other ways now. The deepening economic crisis and, and fear and anxiety and of course war in Ukraine. There's many things that are crowding in and it's easy for us just to drift and lose sight of the things that really matter. So what I'm going to do is just headline some things that God calls us to as a local church. Talk about what we devote ourselves to. I'm going to be skimming on these, but I'm going to give a point of response to each of them as well. That makes sense? And this is where we're back on track. Worship. Our vision as King's Church Cockermouth is to love Jesus and to make him known. It's all about loving him. And the first bit of outworking that vision is worship. Our priority is always to put him first. He alone is worthy. We want to be a Jesus-centered, a Christ-centered church. We want it to be about him. That's why we give time to worship. That's why we open our Bibles together, is that we want to meet the Jesus of the Scriptures. That's why we meet in small groups, is we want to encourage one another in the life of Jesus. Our priority is worship. And that is first always an individual response. Peter writes this, he says, In your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. But it's also a corporate response. One of the things we've looked at at church is actually we are a royal priesthood. And elsewhere, Peter writes, we're a royal priesthood or offer spiritual, who have been built together and who offer spiritual sacrifices. We gather to worship him. So, yes, it matters what we do individually, but it also matters what we do corporately. That we gather to worship. And that does land a responsibility on us. That we're not to neglect the gathering together to worship. That's why this Sunday gathering, it matters. It's not just Another meeting in the week. Oh, we, oh, it's Sunday morning, I guess we go to church. No, it's a, it's a vital point of where we gather as the people of God to worship God together. 
It was interesting, that scripture that Paul read from Hebrews 10. If you were to read that on, that's the bit of scripture that goes on to say, so do not neglect the gathering together. And we gather as we're able, we're aware that there might be some particular circumstances, extenuating circumstances, that make it difficult at times to gather. We honour that, we respect that. That's why we've continued to do Zoom. We recognise that. But the heart devotion is to gather as the people of God, to not neglect meeting together. And then to be reminded of small groups in that, it's not just about the Sunday. We need one another. We need fellowship. We need to connect heart to heart in different settings. And that can't always happen on a Sunday. We need places where we're known. We need places where someone knows, yeah, I'm struggling with this. I'm something happening in my life at the moment that is painful, it's difficult. I need prayer, I need support, I need brothers and sisters. I need to know where the family gets rooted, where I'm connected. It's part of meeting together. But our response is to meet together. And as we do that, we express that we're family. Put priority on that. Second thing is to follow. Jesus calls us as his disciples to follow him. That's the call of discipleship throughout the ages. He says, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. We follow him first. Each of these points will have a Jesus first moment. Because we love Jesus, we want to make him known. We follow him, we must... (laughs) Who's excited by this phrase? We must, it's there on the screen, must deny themselves. I didn't hear the amen that time. (laughs) I'll give you one more chance, okay? Must deny themselves. Oh, good. You can come again. (laughs) That means cost. That means pain. That means an ouch from the complaining flesh. It's discipleship. It's denying ourselves. And also, that from the culture would say, really? Why do that? And yet, Jesus calls us to discipleship. And that's what church is. It's a disciple-making community. So if, uh, if anyone here doesn't know Jesus, our first call to you is, get to know Jesus. He loves you. And then when you get to know Jesus, it's that let's grow to be, let's grow in Christ and be more like Jesus. And then let's reach out and share the good news about Jesus with others as well. But the really good news of this is this. Denying self is often worked out in relationship with others. 
your faces are saying it all. But that's that earlier scripture. Be completely humble. Bear with one another. Be patient with another. another. You see, denying ourselves isn't just about, oh, I'm going to cut down on chocolate. Okay? We often think that. You know, I'm going to have one less cream cake this week. Well, that might be a good health reason to that. Denying ourselves is primarily about getting on as church, as a people together. It hits relationships. Because I can guarantee you there's someone in the church who will be winding you up at the moment. Hopefully not deliberately. Or maybe. There will be someone who will be frustrating you. There will be someone who will be disappointing you. There will be someone who may have hurt you without you even realising it, or them realising it. It means, following, also means following the Spirit. And one of the big ways, there's obviously our personal relationship with the Holy Spirit, but one of the big ways we follow the Spirit is this, we submit to one another. God speaks through one another. And guess what that touches? Pride. That little thing in you that convinced that you really are right. It's denying self. Here's another one in terms of following. We follow him, so we deny ourselves. We follow, you know, we submit to one another, but we follow our leaders. Let me read you this from Hebrews 13. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. Well, that's another challenge to independence. Let's start there, shall we? Let's go with the wide principle on this. That challenges our independence. That is anti-cultural, by the way. We live in a culture that mocks leadership, that undermines leadership, that rejects authority, submitting to authority. That's our culture. And here we are, we said, we're to follow our leaders. Does this mean they are perfect? There was a cheeky, someone whispered a yes, just seeing if they could get away with it. No, of course not. Does this mean that leaders can misuse their position? Yes, tragically, yes. But with a misuse, we mustn't abandon the correct use. Because... It's biblical, and there's a godly honouring of leadership. It's what we're called to. That's why we're not an isolated, independent church. We're part of a bigger family of churches, Christ Central. We are a Christ Central church. There's leaders 
that I submit to, that I look to. And it's an important principle. But then the challenge is double-edged because for those who lead and have a responsibility in leadership, it says that they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. That's, to be honest, a scary bit of the verse. Well, both, both bits are potentially scary. But there's a mutual responsibility there. To be led, but for those who do lead, to do so accountably, knowing that they would give an answer for it. So it's always good to pray for leaders. It's also good why, as leaders, we know who's part of the church. So we know who to give account for. Otherwise, you're all a bit vague. And in fact, what, just so you know, is a little heads up that where this is going to end this morning, there'll be an opportunity to actually just stand and say, yeah, I'm part of this church. This is the church I feel God's joined me to as kings. Now, having said that, very aware there's some people visiting, so, you know, it's not going to be pressure at all. Or it might be you belong to another church elsewhere and your response in your heart is to say, I need to express that commitment to where I belong. Or it may be this will be a challenge that somehow you need to work through and talk through and pray through. It's important we know who belongs. And that's the next thing, belonging. We belong to one another. As members of his body, we've spent time looking at the church. And I'm aware, again, for visitors, I, I'm touching on things today. Uh, behind this has been a series of we've looked at the body of Christ. We've looked at the temple of God. And this is somehow bringing all those things together in terms of our response. But chapter 4 in Ephesians speaks so clearly about the body of Christ. We need one another. We belong to one another. We are joined to one another in the most amazing way that I think if we really saw how God sees it, we'd be shocked. We're not just members of a club together. We're not just playing on the same team together. We're joined, ligament and joint. We're knitted together. I mean, God, show us that. That's why we need one another but that's why then Paul goes on to write in Ephesians, at the beginning of chapter 5, that comes after chapter 4, be imitators of God, walk in the way of love. Love one another as Christ has loved you, so you love one another. That's our big calling in belonging, is that we learn to be devoted to one another, in love. Love is to be our hallmark. As he loved us, so we love one another. As he has forgiven us, so we forgive one another. As he is patient with us, so we are patient with one another. As he is long-suffering, what a great word for us. As he is long-suffering to us, 
thank you, Jesus, so we're long-suffering to one another. Mm. It's called love. To love one another. Let me read you this amazing quote. The church is to be a compelling testimony to the power and beauty of love, which overflows into the world. Our calling as disciples of Jesus is to be known for scandalous and unpredictable love, a love for love, a love that loves for love's sake rather than any other agenda. Is that a vision of local church? Does that stir you? It challenges the flesh. It means denying ourselves. It's what God calls us to be, a community of love. It's where Paul goes with it in the whole truths about the church in, in Ephesians. What's our response to that? Is to say, yes, we belong. This is where I am rooted as local church. But this is where I learn his ways of loving one another. Of both being loved and loving one another. Giving. Generosity is the hallmark of a grace-filled people who love God, love one another, but also give themselves to God's calling to reach out into the world. This church, King's Church Cockermouth, has a rich vein of generosity. It always has done. And it has now. There's gifts that have been you know, that we've been privileged to give, that we'll hear more about in, in, in coming weeks, of being able to bless not just where we are, but even to the nations. God's put giving in the heart of this church. But it's not just giving in money, it's giving in time, it's giving with people, it's giving with gifts. Giving expressed the very heart of God. It characterised the early church. Listen to this quote. John Lake was one of the great Pentecostal pioneers, the early 1900s. Okay? He saw remarkable healings, deliverances, you name it, he saw it. Miracle, miracles, a lot. There you go. He wrote this, or he preached this actually. The real miracle of the Holy Ghost, he's Pentecostal, the real miracle of the Holy Ghost at Pentecost was not the outward demonstration of tongues, etc., but that it produced such intense unselfishness in the hearts of all baptised that each sold their lands and estates, parted the, money, uh, parted the money to every man as he had need. This is a guy who saw God raise the dead. He saw cancers go. He saw blind people see. He saw deaf people hear. And you're saying the real miracle of Pentecost was this. Giving. And God calls us to continue to be a giving church. Giving in all ways. Freely from the heart. Not under compulsion. Not grudgingly. That's that what that, what that verse, is, what that quote is all about, that God does something in our hearts to be givers because we receive the greatest gift, Jesus. And then to serve. Coming up to last week now, to serve. 
did not listen to what Becca spoke on last week, please do listen. It's on a very good website near you. But the issue is this. Are we on a cruise ship or a battleship? It's a well-used metaphor. But so often, church me seen as a cruise ship. It's somewhere, I, I'm just on the ship, as it were. I, I'm being taken somewhere. I'm there. A few are serving the many. But the battleship is that, no, we're on board. And we've all, every one of us, have got a responsibility to serve. What's our response? It is to be a servant. That impacts our attitude, our heart, and our actions. That's been part of local church, is to serve. And then lastly, is witness. Is witness. We're on a mission. You see, the church, and many people have said this, the church is possibly the only organization that doesn't exist for itself. We're on a mission. It's how Jesus launched it. He said, go into all the world. Tell others. About me. Teach them to obey the things that I've taught you. Baptizing them. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We've got a message to share, and it's basically this. We know the Saviour who's come to save the world. A remarkable moment Phil had yesterday morning, a young girl, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, saying, well, I believe there's a hell. It's the reality. It's why we're here. Church isn't just keeping us out of mischief. It's not just giving us another activity to get involved with. It's not just something to make us a little bit more spiritual in life. It has a mission. To love Jesus, to make him known. And we do it through those words. We do it through worship. Every time we worship Jesus, we're a witness to the resurrection. We're a witness to he's enthroned, he's alive. That's part of our witness. Worship is witness. And then, rooted in him, as we live lives, that's so helpful, that word about walking with Jesus, that as we're rooted with him, to use another metaphor for that, as we live our lives in Christ, as we just go through each day, this isn't just about meetings. Having said about meetings at the beginning, it's about life. As we walk through our lives with him, we're witnessing to him. Not always with what we say, but how we are, how we react how we cope with people who really do annoy us in the office, in the school, in wherever, how, how we cope in, in, in whatever situation. People look in on us and how they're coping with that difficulty. How that, that's, that's some difficult stuff's going on in that family. I wonder how they're living. They're responding differently. We're rooted in him. And then we have impact. We reach out as part of our witness every week almost every day of the week. Not quite, almost every day of the week. King's Church, Cockenhouse, is involved in some corporate impact of reaching out into the community. 
Younger people, older people, needy people, very poor people, people from other nations, on our doorstep is impact. We do it together. We do it together. It's witness. But alongside that is value. It's valuing people. It's valuing. It's not just what we do organised. It's what we do in just loving people. In seeing people that are made in the image of God and they need Jesus. And we want to love that person and that person we work with, or that person who's a neighbour or that person who's a friend. We love that person. That person I meet when I walk the dog. I want to value that person. We engage with them. It's part of our witness. God has put a unique value on every single one of you. And he's got you where he's got you to express his heart in a way that no one else can do. No one. That remarkable. It's about my witness. God calls us to worship, to follow, to belong, to give, to serve, to witness. Those are some big things. Welcome back. Great having you with us again. Fabulous. And in all those things, there's a, a response we make. We make, yes, we won't neglect meeting together. We'll give ourselves to corporate worship. Yes, we will follow. Yes, we will follow leadership. The leadership here. Yes, we will follow we will submit to one another. Yes, we will learn and be part of this great adventure to love one another. Yes, we'll keep giving ourselves to giving in its widest sense. Even if I don't have much finance, I can still give myself. Yes, we will serve. Many of you are. Yes, we will witness. That's been part of local church. That's where the big lands in the local. Now, what we're going to do, I'm going to ask for a response. And it's quite simple. If you see yourself and say, yes, I'm part of King's Church Cockermouth, in a moment, and I say so, I'm going to ask you to stand. Because it'd be good to see one another and say, yeah, we're part of this. We're part of this. This is what we're part of. If something I've said has really challenged you and you're not sure, that's fine. Really, really fine. But let it challenge you. 
talk to someone about it. Talk to one of the core team. You know, that's Paul, Cheryl, that's Brenton, that's me, that's Becca, that's Alison. Hmm? Andrew. Andrew, thank you. You're in the wrong corner. Andrew. In fact, I'm going to get those guys to stand first. Because I think that they are... Oh, and Dave. Thank you, Dave. Dave, who's, Dave, by the way, is preaching at Grace Church Whitehaven this morning, so that's why he's not here. He's serving the vision. I'm going to get those guys there. And if you think, I'm not quite sure, somehow, I feel, whatever reason, you're not sure, then talk to one of us about it. Talk to us. But don't sit in indecision and also don't drift. It's about devotion. Now, it may be that you really are visiting us, which is great. We love visitors. And if that's you, then and you're part of another church, and somehow just go, when you go home, express your devotion to that church. Speak to the leaders there and say, do you know what? I'm really committed to being part of this church. That makes sense? Okay? So I'm not going to embarrass people. I'm not going to get you kind of hanging on. So it's going to be quite a quick response. And then after that, we're going to sing one more song uh, just to finish. Or maybe not. No, in fact, we won't. Okay? We'll pray. Okay? We'll pray. I'm just where time's gone. Okay? Yeah. So if that's you, now I'm going to ask the core team to just stand first. Okay? So, okay? So, so. And if you want to just say, yeah, I'm part of Kings, just stand alongside them. Just stand alongside them. Let's just do that now. Yeah. Come, Lord. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Father. Come, Lord. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for, on behalf of us of the core team. Thank you. Yeah, bless you. Fabulous. Excellent. Now, for those who are seated, I know some of you, you're, it's actually your first time here, you know, so we're not expecting you to stand. But for others of you, you visited, and we re- really respect that. So I'm going to ask you to just stand now if you, you know, so you're not left out, as it were. Father, we, I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to finish. Father, we just come before you, It's an important moment. I would have loved actually to worship, but time has gone, and thank you for bearing with me in that. But this is an important moment of God just sealing something in our hearts. God wants the church to shine in these dark days. Local churches shining with his ways up and down these lands of the United Kingdom. And Father, we come to you now and we give ourselves freshly to you.
as a real act of surrender and an act of submission and an act of faith and an act of devotion and saying, here we are, we're part of King's Church Cockermouth. And Lord, we want to shine and press on and walk and run and fly with all the things that you call us to. Together. Just settle that in our hearts, Lord, that we will be a devoted people to your ways. I pray, Lord, for those who perhaps are struggling with something, just feel a little bit on the edge of not quite sure. Lord, I pray, speak to them. Bring clarity to their hearts. Let them not be trapped in a, a no-man's land. Let them not drift in these days. Let us be devoted. Thank you for visitors, just looking out. I know folks from other places, part of other churches. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Let them work out their own devotion to local church where you've got them. Father, we gather this before you now and we say, Lord, it's your church. Have your way with it, we pray. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.